0: Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from nine. Tasmania Talks Vet Corner, and a wonderful, warm welcome to Dr. Jen Griffiths, owner and vet at Pets Life Veterinary Care. Jen, good morning. Hi, Mike. How are you? Wonderful, thank you. And I thought, well, uh, feeling really fabulous until I, I looked up and said, "Oh, what are we talking about today? Let's talk about diarrhea." <laughs> Can't beat it, yes. can you? What a good I mean, sometimes you know, this show has been described in a similar vein. But I must I must say, but diarrhea in cats and dogs.
1: Yeah, so look, I know it's a bit of a yucky one today, but it's something that we've actually been seeing a few cases of over the last few weeks, so I thought it just might be something important just to run through, especially over the Christmas period. Um, And if you, you know, do run into a bit of trouble with diarrhea with your your pets at home, just some things to to look out for and things you can maybe do.
0: Well, good idea. I mean, let's face it, because you might accidentally slip something that shouldn't be uh, uh, in in the uh, pet's diet. So you've seen a bit of this lately. What causes it?
1: Yeah, exactly. So I thought that was probably um, a really good time to talk about it because of that. So over Christmas, there's probably going to be a few more things around food-wise that our uh, dogs and cats potentially are going to get little treats and things that could upset their tummy. So dietary indiscretion—that's um, predominantly the main reason why we see diarrhea in cats and dogs. So. Um, often something that's quite easily solved just by actually withdrawing their normal diet and just putting them on a bland diet and sometimes we'll recommend just a little bit of boiled chicken and rice and um, so making sure the chicken is always cooked um, and that often can settle it down really, really well um, but there are other reasons why you might get diarrhoea and and that can be for, you know, sometimes more serious uh, underlying conditions so they might actually have a true bacterial infection so things like Salmonella and Campylobacter um, foreign body use and and internal diseases like kidney failure and liver failure and things like that. So you can see it as a a vague clinical sign for other diseases. So it's always good to get it checked out. But certainly if you know your pet's eaten something that they shouldn't have and suddenly they get diarrhea, then that's usually the most common reason. So it's something Mm. that we can easily get on top of.
0: So we can can sort of uh, fix this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So for the most part, unless it's something, um, you know, a lot more complex, which does Mm. sometimes require a lot more invasive um, testing and things, the the dietary components and, you know, eating things they shouldn't is something that is often very simply fixed. So that's a a good one to do.
0: Oh, that's good to know it can be simply fixed because it could could be a start of a, a bigger issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And look, sometimes as well, and we certainly have clients call because they get a little bit worried that they might see a bit of blood in the diarrhea as well. And that can sometimes be quite scary when you see blood and, and automatically everyone sort of jumps to the conclusion, you know, that it's very bad and, and, you know, something really serious going on. And that isn't always the case. So it's always good to just reach out, have a chat to us, get your pet checked out. But if there is blood, then it does sometimes warrant, you know, some uh, some medication or at least a checkup to ensure that, there's nothing else going on there um so it certainly is something that we can we can deal with um but if there's more to it then we'll talk you through all those extra little tests and things that might be required or that we might recommend to have a look at
0: oh good to know but it's also i guess christmas time potential for our pets to get into things they shouldn't and it's not just food though i mean think of all the wrapping bits and pieces and the kids
1: Yeah, absolutely. So eating um, any kind of foreign material. So not just foreign food in in terms of, you know, something they're not used to, but actually eating, um, you know, uh, Christmas decorations, bits of paper, bits of warble, loads of things. Tinsel is another one that we do see. And so diarrhea can be sometimes a part of that. um, And you might also see vomiting associated with that as well. So you're looking sort of for both components there. But absolutely, because there's so many more things around that can be a little bit more interesting. Um, to your dogs and cats and particularly puppies as well remember if you've got a new puppy in the household and you've put all your Christmas decorations out and things they just might be very interested so absolutely keep an eye and make sure things aren't going missing so that you know they're not eating anything they shouldn't.
0: Uh, Good point so remind us I guess what things we need to be careful of around our pets for Christmas.
1: So number one for me, um, there will be a lot of chocolate around, so make sure they're not having access to chocolate. To- uh, chocolate is toxic to them in, in large amounts, and, and um, you do not want to have to be racing to the vet clinic over Christmas. So um, just making sure you, you keep that out of the way. Um, the other thing is because we've got um, probably a little bit more fatty food around, so uh, you know you don't want to be feeding the fat off the pork or the bacon and those sorts of things um, because that can cause problems such as pancreatic and that in itself can be quite uh, you know quite serious if it if it is um, you know if they eat a lot of it um, and that will also cause diarrhea and vomiting as well so something to, to bear in mind with that you want to also be super super careful with mince pies and your fruit cakes we're trying to avoid any ingestion of raisins sultanas those sorts of things that might be in uh, some of those foods as well mm. um, and keep away from things like onion and garlic they're all toxic so very very important to so just keep an eye on that
0: hello um, a text from Sandra saying can 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 anxiety cause vomiting in a dog? Uh, Apparently, so what is dog vomits after drinking a lot of water quickly? um, And obviously, there must be some other issues. But can anxiety cause vomiting in a dog?
1: Look, it's not a sole reason to be vomiting and so occasionally we'll see some uh, things like vomiting and diarrhea that could be induced by anxiety. Um, You know, you you have pets that are going for a trip in the car to the vet or, you know, they're very stressed and that sort of thing and so you might sometimes see a bit of stress, diarrhea and things but normally if that's a common ongoing thing. You should be looking at for other things. Anxiety really should be, you know, you're sort of diagnosing other things and trying to exclude other things before you say it's just anxiety based. So you just want to be having a look to see whether or not are they vomiting other things. Do they vomit after eating? Do they vomit after just drinking water? Uh, is Are they vomiting when they're just quite calm? Um, so there's all sorts of things you need to consider that. So no, I wouldn't say it's an absolute sole reason. You should be looking at other things as well um, but just to get some basic testing done you know a blood test those sorts of things just to rule out other reasons because often it can be dietary is is often an underlying cause so looking at then changing their diet to a bland diet hypoallergenic foods those sorts of things can help immensely but you want to run through all that with your vet and run through those steps absolutely
0: oh good call jenna it's been wonderful talking to you all year i hope you have a great happy safe covid free chrissy yourself you and yours and i look forward to having a chat next year
1: Thank you so much. Thanks
0: so much for having me and I wish the same to you. Good to talk to you, Jen. Dr. Jen Griffiths, owner and a vet at Pets Life Veterinary Care there. And by the way, I'll mention it again, we have 52 active cases here in Tasmania. It's a pretty scary number, higher than we've seen all pandemic. But it's important to note none of those cases are from community transmission. They're all from people who have come from interstate and their close contacts. So we've not had any community transmission at this stage, which is good to know. One case is in hospital, but it's for reasons other than COVID. Tasmania Talks with Mike O'Loughlin, weekday mornings from nine.